Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, joined in studio today, as always, by Randy Engston. What's up, buddy? How are we doing? Doing well. Okay, good. A special episode today. We have a guest. He was a uh, Nashville Growth Summit vendor, a sponsor of the show. Sean Hanquist is here. He flew in just for this show from Nebraska, not Lincoln, but Nebraska. He's the owner and founder of C- uh, Fit CFO. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. You yeah. sound so excited. Well, I guess that's the numbers guy coming out of you. Like, yeah, I'll give you a little more credit than that. Well, you know, accounting people—they're not like the most dynamic. That from from my experience, at and, least, and not many of them have beards and tattoos. So that's true. That's true. So, so Sean, you work with gym owners. You work with online fitness coaches. Uh, you are the numbers guy behind the scene, helping people understand their P and Ls, their numbers projections. All of that fun stuff. What got you into the business? Give us a little background on you real quick. Uh, Finance and fitness has just been my thing. Mm -hmm. I I love it. I've been a gym owner back in the day. Always been in the the wealth management space. So numbers has been my thing. And um, trying to put the two together. Trying to get the uh, two together. Right. Um, So uh, the, the fitness side of things, I understand that there's a huge need out there. Um, Make this world a healthier place. There you go. Sure. Right. And maybe I'm not directly uh, working with the individuals out there, making them healthier. But if we can work with business owners, make them more profitable, you get their business bigger, they're going to be able to help. Right. More more people. Yeah. This goes back to a podcast we did last last week was, you know, as the role of the gym owner, right, that exponential effect. Maybe you're not the one training every client, but you know, the, the number of lives you can touch, right? You're in one of those positions where you can play wider just by helping the business owners themselves as well as the end user. Then absolutely live in the lifestyle. So, I mean, I'm in it. Yeah. Uh, I love the health and fitness space. I do bodybuilding shows and, you know, it's one of those things that, um, maybe it's not going to be where I make my living, but Mm -hmm. I can be in it. And if you guys are watching us on YouTube, you will uh, notice Sean's, uh, he has dropped the average body fat percentage at the table by like 17 <laughs> points for just being here. So I appreciate you yeah, helping the the body fat percentage. He does look the role. That's He's looking true. shredded, brother. Well, that's right. cool. So, so you were a gym owner, which is funny. I just learned that just before the show. He, you know, I think you said you opened Anytime Fitness. You probably jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. I think back in 08, I was, uh, I was an 08, 09 gym owner myself and being part of that kind of Anytime Fitness world. That's what I wanted to open up back then. Um, I think I told the story a few times where um, the, the franchise rights were kind of taken in the state, so I couldn't do it. So I kind of did my own thing. Um, but I had to learn financials really early. And, you know, 
one of the funny things is, you know, unless you went to a school for, for like business, you know, and you have that one accounting class, accounting 101, <laughs> right? You get into the real world and you got to manage finances for your yeah. business. So, so like give everybody, like, where would somebody go if they're a gym owner listening? Like, man, I really wish I could learn more about financials. Where would they go? Yeah. YouTube. No, uh, the CFO. Oh yeah. Do you have a website that has uh, educational yeah, stuff yeah, on it? Yeah, we do. We put out a lot, blog, podcast, try to help out as much as we can. Give it Sweet. all away. Like fitcfo.com. Yeah, fitcfo.com. Okay. So on there you have like educational stuff. Yep. And, and another thing I do want to mention, a lot of us business owners don't lean on our financial professionals probably enough. Sure. Okay. The oh, yeah. more that clients have leaned on us, the better success they have, the more they get it. Yeah. Um, we're here to serve you just like if you're working with a CPA in, in your state or accounting firm in your state of where you're at, lean on them, ask them for help. You know, what's funny. Um, and I'm going to throw this out there. I'm just going to put, I'm going to take a wild guess. Gym owners, fine, you know, fitness coaches are probably pretty nervous sharing financials with a stranger. Yeah. Probably uh, the biggest anxiety. Yeah. They yeah. don't want to share and be judged and like, Hey, maybe I'm not doing as good as I really think I am because they never really looked at it. Yeah. Uh, what would you tell somebody? No, it's, it's better to get naked quick. Yeah, amen. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we don't know the whole story, we can't really help. Right. Or we can't help as good as we should be yeah, able to. Yeah. yeah we got to have the whole story. So, so just like when you're uh, working with a new client at the gym and they come in for the first time, they're super scared. It's not like you're going to, they're going to get naked and you start pinching them and call them all fat. So are you going to say, Hey man, your financials suck, man. Like, what are you doing? No, you no. are where you're at and you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. I think that's the other half. I think a lot of, you know, fitness professionals, gym owners don't know the numbers that they should be looking for or looking no. at. I didn't right. have a clue when I had my gym Yeah, yeah. and I, I sure in hell didn't lean on corporate at all which they probably were there to help me. Yeah. I was just too, you know, just, I knew how to do this. Too right? young and dumb and, yeah. and didn't want to, didn't want to know. Uh, okay. So, you know, one of the things I, I, before reading the book profit first, I'm sure you've read that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, um, I love designing that model within the gym space. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. Mike McCallowitz, uh I would have to say when I was first launching my firm, um, that was kind of a gateway into here on how I could help the gym owners. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And online coaches because they need some way without doing this boring budgeting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's they, a forced budget. It's, it's really, it's really for, it's an envelope system is what the way we, we, anyways, my point to that is before reading that book, I was going through my P and L's with my mother-in-law, who's my accountant bookkeeper. Right. Yeah. Like, and we made X and I'm like, Hey, Madeline, is this good? Are we doing good? <laughs> and I didn't know because there was nothing out there that told me as a gym owner, yeah. new in the business, like, hey, these are these are where you should be trying to hit in the mm -hmm. average industry profit margin is this and the average industry gross expenses for rent should be this some percent. Right. That's the only book that's ever told me that. Yeah. Now, that being said, what, you know, like I would, I'm sure gym owners want to know, like what in, in the brick and mortar space, training gyms that you work with, probably CrossFit based type of gyms, what's a good net profit margin? Yeah. Um, net profit margin is obviously one of the biggest KPIs you could possibly track. And what we've seen is about that 25% number. Okay. Mm hmm that's great, right? That's a good number. I would to say if you could shoot there, get there, um, you're probably not going to have a problem in business. Okay. So let's go back and just say, okay, 25%. Now, how would somebody 
looking at their P&Ls, like how, how is that number created? Yeah, no, the P&L um, tells a pretty good story. You're going to have your gross revenue, which that's probably the number one KPI because we realized that nothing can go build down below the revenue if you don't have any revenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, and most gym owners know what gross revenue is. Like that's, that's how much you, you deposited. This month. Okay. Got it. You have to have that first and, and, and you have to focus on growth. Right. Um, and then gross profit margin. And I have a feeling that most people miss this part of it and that's the cost and fulfillment of your sales. Yep. And if you have a bad profit margin, there's not going to be a lot left over to come back down to the bottom line. Gross profit margin is not going to necessarily change just by scaling. Sure. It's always going to be a bad number because it's a variable cost within your business. Sure. So you have to have gross profit margin down. Now we go down to the fixed expenses within the business. And yes, they can vary. They can change, but generally a fixed expenses, you're going to be your employees, your marketing, your software, all that. And then at the end of the day, you have your net income and that number is going to be, need to be at least 25%. I, I would shoot for 25% of that gross revenue. Yeah. Nice, easy place to start. That's a good place to start. And sometimes I, I don't want people to feel bad. Maybe they might be at 15, 18%, but you could take it a step further. What if they're at a loss right now? They're negative. Well, that's a lot of people right now. And then, the, well, you could take it a step further and actually add back in the owner benefit and look at how much you're paying yourself in the salary. Look at how much of your owner benefit, the perks of owning the business. Mm-hmm. You add that back in, you might be running a 10% profit margin, but you add that back in, you're at the 25, 30% range. So there's more to the story than just looking at the there net income. That, and that's something I want everybody to kind of understand. There, there's owner benefit, like you're, you're, gas or your cell phone that you use personally, but you kind of run it through the business or maybe even health insurance or some of these other things that you might run through the business. It's a benefit to the owner. Mm-hmm. It's an expense of the business, which mm-hmm. then in turn reduces your net profit. But if you were to take that and put it back in, be like, hey, okay, if I didn't do that, right, mm-hmm. this these wouldn't be expenses and therefore my net profit would be higher. Yeah. That tells a better story. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, a lot better story. Mm-hmm. And then we were uh, taking a step further with um, the profit first model is, is amazing because you can keep track of your cash flow. And there's also a bigger story to the just the net income on how you, well you're doing. And you're talking about some business owners not doing very well, like negative cash flow in this environment. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to know the net cash flow of your business. Well, cash is oh, the cash flows the lifeblood of your business, period. Yeah. yeah. You, I have a lot of business owners that come to me that maybe are running a 25% or 15% net profit margin, but they don't know where all the money's going. They forget about the capital expenses they've um, ha- built out over time. That don't the show debt. up on the P&L? The, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Debt doesn't show up on the P&L, does it? Okay. Let's go. Let's hit this a little okay. bit harder because this is something that blew my mind. Okay. (laughs) Madeline, we're showing this percentage profit margin and my bank account isn't showing any money. (laughs) Why is it not reflected? Yeah. And I was getting on her case. Like she was doing something wrong. I'm like, what are you doing? This is not, you're obviously, this isn't correct because there's no money. Yeah. Like where's this money? And I'm paying taxes. And you pay taxes on the net profit With the cash, it doesn't exist, right? No. And, it, and I think a lot of gym owners are nodding their head right now. They're, they're in the car, like driving down and heading to the gym. And they're like, <laughs> yep, this, yep, yep. This, this is the same problem that I'm facing. So explain why or how somebody can show a, a positive net profit, yeah. but then have no cash. Yeah. I would have to say um, the, the one of the biggest ones that you don't realize is the owner's draw 
Sure. You know, at the oh, end yeah. of the day, the bottom line of the balance sheet, you got the equity portion of the owner's draw that you're taking cash out of the business. So you can look at the net income and then you go back over and look at, oh, um, yeah, but um, the distributions were uh, 10 times, you know, yeah. the amount of net income. And that's where our cash position is where it's at. Okay. Sure. That, that's one. Okay. One, so owner two. draw, you're paying yourself outside of a paycheck yes, through just a ATM or a check to yourself. Doesn't show up on the, the P&L. expenses on the PL, but it drains your business account. Now, granted, you put it in your personal account, you probably spend it on something. Yeah, I was gonna say it probably gone. went out the door. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. that's one one way. Okay. And the next is um, expenses that you've put on debt. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. you were able to maybe write off that expense last year and get the deduction on the PL last year, let's say, but now this year we're paying back the loan. Yep. So, right. or the credit card. Sure. We'll put it Loan on. repayments, unless it's interest. Interest expense. Interest goes on. is on the bottom side of the P and L, but the principal balance of that is gone. Yep. Right. So that Sorry, goes yeah. on. Right. So does everybody understand what he's saying? So, so you have a you have debt. You have de- yeah. And you're making payments, but those payments aren't showing up on your P and L. Just the interest, because that's the fee of the money. Right. Uh, and that's going on your balance sheet. So you go and you show profit, but there's no money because you've been paying off the loan. Yep. And the See? more leverage you go out and grab, uh, the bigger difference there's going to be between the net income and your net cash of the business. Absolutely. It's such a cruel game. Cruel well, game. And, and that's where people get stuck because as we know, right, cash allows you so many opportunities, right? right. And I mean, obviously when it comes to growth and scale, right. that's the lifeblood. I mean, that that gives you the ability to go and, market your business and and multiply that capital and if you don't have any of it we we've all worked with them i mean those gym owners that are cash strapped are the hardest to make anything in their business happen yep you can grow you can actually go out and um lending's easier Uh, you go out to a bank you have cash you got liquidity you got um your less risk at the bank right yeah yeah and that's a big one i mean we've talked to gym owners just their willingness to even acquire debt or things like that to advance the business is a big i mean there's there's reservations around that they're like if i don't have it sitting in cash with enough cash for me to consider not have to worry about spending the money well that's that whole dave ramsey approach right Mm -hmm. dave ramsey is like you don't go into debt you just don't (laughs) do it um i i know a lot of people that you know that would help Sure. But, but business owners probably shouldn't listen to Dave Ramsey. I'm just saying, he just yep. it's not for the business owner type person because you can leverage jet, debt and grow your business tenfold yep. Yep. by just incurring the debt, right? I mean, like you need money to sometimes to to invest yep. into marketing or coaching or or something to 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 move the business forward, but they just they back off because, you know, yep. that's bad, right? Quote unquote. Yeah. Dave's doing a, a hell of a job out there talking to the general public. <laughs> yeah. The nine the typical nine to five employee. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And and that's one one of the greatest tools you can have in business to grow it. Right. But you have to manage that debt. It's probably a little less attractive now than it was a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, half, like half yeah. of it's attractive. <laughs> Um, let, let me ask you this, going back to that net profit and, and everything, what about an equipment expense above $2,500? Does that not show on the P&L because it's a capital? So yeah, you could you could bring that over into the balance sheet um, and then you can write off and depreciate that over time and you get deductions on that this year, next year and beyond. But that doesn't show on the balance. Doesn't show the on P&L. the P&L, no. Right. There, there's another way, right? Mm-hmm. So so like say you went off and you bought a new treadmill, Rogue Rack, you know, Sornex or whatever. Yep. That took cash to buy, 
but it doesn't show up on the P&L as an expense because it's a capital expenditure, which is equipment, anything above 2,500, right? Right, right. Okay. Okay. Look, I've had to learn all this stuff because I'm constantly looking at my numbers. I'm like, why? Right? Especially in the beginning, right? Like, it looks like we're doing good, but my bank account sure as hell doesn't (laughs) tell me that. So at the end of the day, then follow a system for your cash so you can keep track of it. Yeah, which you you like profit first? Absolutely. I'm a huge fan. I, I teach that. We actually have a, a FitPro profit formula that was completely built off of Mike McCall's theory. So read the book. And what I've done is just built in a few less accounts just to make it a little bit more simpler for the early entrepreneur to figure that out. Okay. There you go. So that's kind of like your your ground floor baseline yeah. foundational stuff. A little less accounts to keep transferring. Yeah, because that can get forth. granular if you want. Yeah. I mean, you can get real deep with um, that stuff. Don't get me wrong. The theory and, and I, you know, he didn't invert invent the envelope system or the Mm-mm. pay yourself first, but he did a did a great job articulating it and putting it in the book. And I just took it one more step to simpler. We built out the formula that would be on our website. You could grab too. But at the end of the day, we're creating your, your operating account. And then we're going to be moving money over into profit and for taxes. Yeah. Here you go. Right? Keeping it simple. <clears throat> right. So we know our taxes. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. They're taken care of. We know we have a guaranteed uh, net income at the end of the day because we're putting cash into that. Beautiful. Yep. And that's where, yeah. So profit first, right? Profit first. <laughs> um, by the way, guys, Mike Michalowicz is our keynote speaker at the Growth Summit coming up in uh, I, June. I can't wait. I want to, I want to meet him. Yeah. yeah. You never met him? Really? No, not in person. No. So, so somebody like you, who's a financial nerd, you would like, that's your, that's your like legend right there. You know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the guy. <laughs> he's the hero. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, we're excited to have him, but you know, like, financials and gyms this is like it's almost like oil and water yeah i was was gonna say that i mean for whatever reason there's some hesitation with gym owners i think it's i think and i think it's an entrepreneurial thing i think Mm -hmm. it's the because finances are one of those things that you either you have to grab and you have to like either stick to them and know it and this is how we run our business and everything comes to the numbers or it's one of those things it's like i don't want to address these like if i look at it God forbid, you know what I mean? And I think that fear keeps a lot of gym owners from actually using these types of things as a benefit yeah. to their time and energy. They, they're afraid of what they, the, we're, they're going to find out as opposed to being ahead of it and proactive and yeah, they you know, know attacking. Bad. They know it's bad. Yeah. Right. But but it's one of those things like if it's bad, it's going to be bad. Like you're not just going to ignore the problem. It's going to just all of a sudden, you know, correct itself. Is that it's, the entrepreneur, just the chip on our shoulders that we have the confidence we're going to yeah. eventually outrun it? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I think the, the fact that if we can can kind of call spade a spade and say, hey, this isn't one of the areas that I'm 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 good at. Like, yeah. let me seek help. Let me reach out to somebody. Let me pursue the knowledge I need in order yep. to make this a uh, an area of comfort and, and growth as opposed to something that they resist yeah. and run away from because they go back to doing what they do and that's right. driving themselves into a, a hole. Typically, and, and guess what else? And when you go out and seek that profession, it's another added expense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right. True. True. Initially. Yeah. I'm going to preface with initially, of course, right? right? Yeah. Initially, it's going to be an expense that you're going to have to bear for maybe three, six months to a year to get things implemented to start shifting and turning this thing around. I agree. Um, let me ask you this on the profit first model. Is there a software that exists that automatically distributes percentages That's, into each account? I haven't found one. Why don't you build it, man? Because <laughs> yeah. on, honestly, yeah. like you've got the income account. Yep. What, what happens like at the end of every day? it automatically distributes 15%, 10% to this one. This And, and it's a daily, yeah. it's a daily or a weekly the, distribution. Sure. Cycle. You know, honestly, it should happen at the, probably the merchant space. Mm -hmm. It could, it could. Uh, uh, top line. But yeah. what if you're getting a check and uh, you're getting, yeah, sure. like, let's just get it in that account. And then daily it runs off the bank. Like, I, I don't know if anybody's the, out yeah, there. If like, it has it, yeah, reach yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I searched all the institutions. They don't have a percentage base and a, a reoccurring percentage base. Why don't type you of, build it, dude? Like there's opportunity in, there. Yeah. Plug it into, you yeah. license that to them. And Heck yeah. <laughs> you and Mike Michalowicz get together <laughs> on the deal. We're, you know what I'm saying? We might like, have to have a conversation in June. <laughs> Honestly, like, I would yeah. buy it, you know, yeah. and it's, and it could be based on a percentage of total money moved. Yeah. Because once, yeah. once it's implemented, it's done because that's one more thing that you have to add on your list to do. Uh, a lot of my uh, business owners that are pretty responsible with their money, we, we usually do like monthly transfers. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, just keep it simple for them. But if we are close to the line, a cash is tight, you know, I, I do ideally recommend at least weekly. Sure. So you don't have financial Fridays that you go in there, look what happened and do your transfers. But man, it'd be sweet. It was automated. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could set it up monthly, weekly. Anyways, I think somebody needs to build it. I'm, I'm really excited about software these days. And I think there's a big need for it. And yeah. it's not just gyms, right? It's any business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anybody who wants to practice that model. Boom. Yeah. Somebody's about to be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Damn it. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I've been talking about it for what, a couple of months now. Like, you know, because we do our coaching with, with gym owners. And, yeah. and I was like, you know, I read it in a book. There, there was one. It was um, totally off topic. Sorry. Uh, it's uh, short-term rentals for long-term wealth. And this lady uh, ran Airbnbs. Yeah. And she had a software that did this, but it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Hmm. It's called like uh, uh, something. <laughs> Astara or Estrica or something. Anyways, um, doesn't exist because I went looking for it and doesn't exist anymore. So just yeah. FYI. All right. So back, back, back to back to gym owners. So so listen, most of our clients or, or listeners are gym owners, brick and mortar. Yep. But you do deal with a lot of online coaches, right? Absolutely. Yep. Um, I want to throw this out there because and I and I think it's almost like shooting gym owners in the foot. Like I'm a gym owner, right? <laughs> Yeah. The the overhead to run a gym mm -hmm. is massive, right? It's you got your rent and your electricity and all the, all this stuff. You know, staff. Well, I guess staff could be online too. But you go online, you don't have all of this overhead. You don't have the rent. Mm -hmm. The big the big expense, at least the rent, would be the biggest one, right? Um, what what are the profit margins in 
online businesses that you're seeing? Yeah. So the, the solo producer type of margin should be upwards of 70%. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> 70%. Yeah, 70%. So uh, 30% uh, variable and fixed costs, 70% to the bottom line. Crazy. And then uh, building out um, assistant type coach model of where, hey, you're the the top of this and you're bringing on other coaches to do the coaching for you on the nutrition side. You, you better be north of 40, if not 50. Okay. Because you're, you're obviously paying those guys yep. something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's something to be said about it. I mean, honestly, but then on the other side of the coin, there's something to be said about the physical, uh, I guess, the, the ability to coach people in person. Yeah. There's a big need for it. Uh, I think they're, I mean, personally looking at them, I think being close enough to them to kind of understand the differences, but yet looking at it from kind of the consumer stance, I, I see them as two different businesses. I mean, yeah, I while mean, they have an overlapping fitness aspect, yeah. who they serve, yeah. different clientele, how they're serving, yeah. different you know aspects. Sure. To me, it's a marketing business and it's a brick and mortar business. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I think the staple should be the brick and mortar, but this is probably for Tim. Like, why couldn't you just incorporate that? Oh, oh and you can. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's a lot of gym owners that do. Um, I, I just never did. I mean, okay. honestly, I, it, it just was one more thing to do. And I didn't yeah. want to like, I mean, I guess the coaches could probably, we could probably put something together and do it. Yeah. Um, I there's assume, a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to doing the online coaching. There's an yeah. unlimited market. Like that's the, one of the, the, the strangleholds of gyms is right. you've got like a five mile radius, right? right. Anybody that lives around here, we can talk to him, but guy in New York, right. right. He, he's not, um, going to be a client. Well, and I think you guys would have a step up because you, a lot of your first, um, clients would be, you're probably members of the gym. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. Right. right. Your past mm-hmm. clients could then go online. And yep. then they're going to refer their friends. You just got an internal system built. Man, you know, maybe we should, honestly. I mean, there's not a bad reason to do it. I just have it, right? I don't know if I've been resistant. We did the Zoom thing for COVID and we still have some Zoomers, yeah. right? They jump in and they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, we'll Zoom them in, right? Which is yeah. cool because they're training with their old friends. That's kind of yeah. cool, but uh, it's like a fraction yeah. of like a percent, yeah. right? And, and it could be a distraction too. I mean, you got the one thing that needs to be the one thing, but I don't know. They're so closely re- related in my opinion that. Yeah, I think to, to the other end of the, or not the other end, but I think that again, it just comes to how you market it. And yeah. Because again, it's not the same clientele. We've seen that some of that, you know, okay. trying with, with, with gym owners that have launched kind of a hybrid model and things like that. It gets muddy when you think that it can get muddy. If you think that the people that are walking through your gym is all you need to know when it comes to marketing for online. Sure. Because I mean, most of those people aren't walking into a gym because they don't want that. Or the other end of the spectrum, the people that are walking into your gym are walking in because they want that full accountability, the added experience. Hell, getting in the car and going to the gym is half of what they need just to get their workout done. Very true. Right? So if I had everything available in my own home, am I still going to do it? Like, you know what I mean? So like there are, again, massive overlaps, 
But to think that it's a one-to-one or to think that, you know, just because we train people exceptionally well within the four walls of our business, we can hold those people accountable and bring all that stuff to the table. Yeah. Transitioning it to somebody who doesn't ever walk through your four walls is not necessarily the same thing. I was just thinking, you know, of leverage and you're already overhead. You probably already Mm -hmm. have a marketing team going, right? Mm -hmm. You already have coaches, you know, you could just utilize more of their services, bring that on. Not a bad idea. It's definitely out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's gym owners that are doing it. So, I mean, we can yeah. go listen to that. But uh, let's go back to financials for a second. Yeah. Let's go back to the gym owner that's making all the mistakes in the world, yeah. right? He's uh, he or she, she's running their business from the seat of their pants. They're going in today. They don't know what's in the bank or maybe they only look at what's in the bank yeah. as their as their pulse check, right? Right. And they're marketing frivolously. They're selling as hard as possible. They're, you know, somebody walks in and sells them a new gadget because it's a whiz bang sure. thing and they buy it. Like, where are the biggest mistakes that you see gym owners making today? Yeah. Um, no, those are all those fun gadgets. I, remember. <laughs> yeah. I think I made a $20,000 mistake back in 09 on that Everybody one. has. Right? <laughs> uh, the uh, part of a KPI key performance indicator that we want to track and, and the clients we want to track is the, the 90 day forecast okay. uh, of cash. So you got to have your, your net cash position, your current position of cash. And we got to be able to forecast 90 days out. We have to know what's going to be happening far as our obligations coming up the 90 days. So we don't run out of money. Okay. Right. And you can't have that data if you don't have the past data. Sure. Right. So that's why it's very important to be up to date on your books, have good books. And then from there, you know where your cash is and then you can easily project out 90 days at a time. So when you know if, Hey, we're getting that capacity, I'm going to have to bring on another coach, going to have to bring on an administrative assistant. Can I afford her or him in the next 45 days? And it's not exactly what you have in the bank today. It's that forecast. Yep. You have to forecast your revenue. So obviously we got data. Uh, So now we're in December, we've got 11 months of data. So we know what kind of members we've added each month. We know what the average revenue is. We know what our average expenses are. So it'd be pretty easy to put together the next 90 day forecast. Should be. And then what what (laughs) capital expenditures, expenditures that we have coming up. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if you could nail that part, it would solve a lot of problems. And I think people would make a lot more informed decisions in business. Okay. So you're looking at your 90 day cash flow, and there's one of three things going to happen, right? There, you're negative, yep. you're even, or you're positive, right? So let's just take each scenario. What happened? All right. So you look down downhill and you're like, shoot, we're going to be running out of money in 90 days. Yep. What's the game plan? Yeah. We, at least we have options now. Okay. If we wait too long, we don't have any Not options. Yet. You call the money. Down, right? right? <laughs> so now we can go seek funding. Um, I heard a, a brilliant method this guy, Tim Lyons, did here a couple weeks ago. <laughs> What's that? What's <laughs> what, was that lifetime memberships or something? Yeah, Raising capital. Yeah, yeah. There's so much you can do if you have the information. Mm-hmm. You can make an informed decision. Uh, you go out, seek some lending. Um, honestly, maybe you could pull back. Like, it's just not in the next 90 days to do this capital expenditure. Uh, we're going to we're gonna have to prolong it. Yep. Okay. But you don't know what you don't know. That's, that's great. So, all right. Well, then what if it's positive, right? So you can decide. You can put the you know foot on the gas, keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> uh, or, it's, it's, or now you can go to the drawing board. What have we been looking at adding? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How else, how can we make this better? Or how can we. What's another profit center? Yep. What what can we do? Yep. Or, or what's a big marketing play? We can start driving yep. more bodies in here. 
Press the gas. That's my line. Yeah, yeah right. Press, <laughs> Press the, the gas. gas. I, I, I instantly thought, oh yeah, let's apply that back to marketing. Like, <laughs> look, we got money for marketing. Yeah, a lot of our a lot of our kind of thought process is to lean back on marketing because it's really one of the only things you can do that you can multiply capital. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of the whole point of business, right? Let's multiply. Yeah. Let's put a dollar in, get five out. Yeah. Well, uh, to to that point, you asked, you know, what do you do when you have capital? And you turn around, you go buy that thing for the gym that everybody's been talking about and everybody wants. All right. Well, how long until we well, talk about the Iron Circle today, right? How long until the ROI shows face? Yeah. Marketing's a quick way, right? We see that money coming back. You buy a new piece of equipment. Is it bringing in more clients? Can you? Can you ex- well, yeah, yeah. that's exactly where do you, how do you put that number, you know, to where do you get that number from to, to associate a true ROI. I don't, I don't think you do. There's exa- There's no real way of, of attributing that actual number there. So I think marketing is one of the only ways that you can right. go in and actually flip a switch yep. and watch the business grow and scale. Yeah, that, that, that's point. That's spot on. Yeah. Well, that's listen. huge. And that's the, that's the hard part. All of this stuff is goes back to what we talk about all the time. Like this isn't the sexy side of fitness. This isn't the fun no. side of running a, you know, a training gym, but this is the stuff that takes, well, I think you'd argue it is the fun part. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it is because you have control of it, right? Yeah. Like once you, once you know it, I think that it, there is an aspect yeah. of fun. Cause now you're, it's not the lack of clarity and the stress and the holy shit, the world's burning down around me. Right, right. Now you're in the driver's seat, yeah. making the decisions of the business. Yeah, absolutely. When you can make an informed decision, feel confident about that. Yeah. It allows you to sleep at night yeah i mean when we're talking 90 day forecast like there's not one time you're going to nail it mm-hmm. it's a forecast sure right like things <laughs> might not go as planned but <laughs> we're not at Vegas. least we have a, a projection right at least we have an idea of what we're going to do and i think that would be the game changer for a lot of gym owners if they knew where their cash position is and what's coming up so why wouldn't they well um, there's that thing of avoidance again yeah. to get the, the numbers up and to go out and work with someone. And I, I think, you know, honestly, they, they could do it themselves if they wanted to. Is there a is button they can click on QuickBooks? No, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Is there overnight $97 course that's going to give them the answer to taxes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there, we, we do have some templates and some spreadsheets that you could use on some forecasting if you needed to. Okay. Um, or that would be called, you know, reaching out and having like a fractional CFO you know, helping you out in your business, that side of the business. And you offer that, right? Yep, yep, right. Absolutely. Guys, when we talked about this exact thing, what, four episodes ago and said, hey, there's no one problem. There's no problem you can be facing in your gym that hasn't been, we can't figure out how to solve, right? Like right. there's nothing that hasn't been solved yet. There's nothing that gym owner that's sitting in, uh, you know, Calabasas, California or whatever, that's right. l- looking at their business that has a problem that hasn't been solved yet. Yeah. This is one of those things, right? The financials of your business always seem to come up. There are very few gym owners just nail this. Like, oh right. yeah, I'm dialed in. I get my weekly reports <laughs> and I get this report. My forecast yeah. is done and I know my tax write-offs and my profit margin. Nobody's doing that, like 1%, yeah. right? So if somebody needed help, what would you say or how, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, I'd, I'd suggest heading over to fitcfo.com. Uh, looking through the blogs, podcasts, some downloadables we have, read up on us a little bit, see if there's good fit. And then the fitcfo.com slash contact uh, would be able to get a call scheduled with me or one of our team members to kind of see if there would be a good fit, mm-hmm. right? Because we want to make sure we can add a lot of value to your life. And and obviously it's a mutual beneficial relationship. So um, social media, fitcfo.com, mm-hmm. all our links are there as well. 
And we'll put that stuff in the show yeah. notes. So you guys, if you're driving, you don't have to pull over. We'll put it in the show <laughs> notes, guys. If you want to check out Sean and his team, if you need help there, uh, you know, reach out, reach out to him, click the link, let us know if you have any questions. Uh, but, but Sean, thanks for uh, yeah. flying in yeah. specifically for this <laughs> podcast, man. Yeah. Tim, Randy, I appreciate all you guys do and give back and uh, having me on here. So Absolutely. love it. Thank you. All right, Thank go you. enjoy the rest of the day, guys. That's it for this episode. Uh, until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.